0: One of my biggest personal passions is about new ways of doing schooling for kids so that they lose as little bit of their creative spirit and um, energy and individuality as possible so they're treated as full humans as children. And I've been really interested in learning about different education projects and schools and programs where kids can go and have a sense of community with kids of all ages and with teachers and learn to have their own voice and there's so many cool examples of this out there it's one of the most at home places that i've ever felt are at these there's these conferences that they have around the world that are called international democratic education conferences not all the programs that are included or people who come to these conferences particularly in what's called quote-unquote democratic schooling that's just a term that lot, that doesn't necessarily apply to lots of the projects but I'm not going to, if you're interested in in these kinds of schools that are all about the freedom of the children and like the creative expression and the full full like to me like the genuine personal growth and respect to children that people need to really become actually adults that think for themselves and make their own choices. If you want to look that up, looking on like the IDEC, IDC website is a place to start, or of course, YouTube. But there's this school, I remember meeting someone a few years ago at the European Democratic Education Conference that was from a school in Freiburg, Germany and i think that is the i think that is the school that's involved in this documentary but i'll have to get back to you on that it doesn't actually matter so much but anyway there's this documentary called schools of trust and it's in german but it has subtitles so as the movie goes i'm going to read it in english just to give a taste of the documentary and about this kind of schooling to see if I can get anyone's interest. My name is Christoph Schumann, Schumann, and I'm a teacher. I've been working working at at two grammar schools and at a comprehensive school. I think it's natural for children to want to be grown up and be keen on learning. There are so many things to discover. When I was a child, I wanted to be an inventor, to build a time machine. When you're in kindergarten, school seems to be a magic place. You think, oh, that's where the older kids go, the ones who already know so much. My memories from primary school are not the nicest ones. I never really liked going there. During that time, I never thought about what I'd rather be doing. It was just such a normal thing to go to school, it was
1: just what you were supposed supposed to do.
0: After the practical part of my teacher training,
2: I was beginning to realize that
0: school as a system is a little bit strange. Now just some sponsors. Schools of Trust, so that's the name of the documentary, which you can find on YouTube, with ad interruptions, of course. Jesus Christ. Four, three, two, one. At state schools, children are not learning because they really want to. What is learning like in these schools? It's monotonous. Boredom is the prevailing feeling the in class. These are, are children speaking. I can't even remember the last time I learned something useful.
3: <laughs>
0: because I don't know how to use what I'm learning in real life. The last thing I can remember being of use was the rule of three in maths. But that's been quite a while. Everyone loves learning what they're interested in. But everything else is just unnecessary. It's taught what's in the curriculum and nothing else. And if we don't manage to do that, we get in trouble. We spend so much time at school. And if classes are boring and pupils aren't having fun, it's just a waste of time. Exactly. Why can't schools find people interested in their strengths and support them? find people's interests and in strengths and support them. When I'm thinking about school, another question arises. What kind of school do I want for my children? What kind of school would I like to send them to? Now this is a teacher. What shall they learn there and in which environment? Are there schools where children really love learning? And when did I really love to learn? And all the things I learned that were important for my life, I didn't learn because somebody told me to. I learned them because I really wanted to. That's how I found out about democratic schools in Germany. Schools like the Capriola and so that's when I mentioned, the Heckenbeck Free School near Göttingen. That made me want to go there and have a closer look. Now there's a student playing piano, and a girl swinging on a swing, tree swing, and kids playing outside and this guy walking on this cool tube (laughs) thing. A kid playing some soccer, (laughs) and he's talking. We start at half past eight, a girl on a trampoline. Some people say a democratic school isn't a proper school.
4: But I wouldn't see
0: it like that. A boy's climbing a tree.
5: This is a girl. Every day is different because different things happen. I do masks once a day and some German.
0: And I have plenty of time to play and do other things.
2: Every day you decide to
0: go to your classes or not. And when I go, I really participate. Because otherwise I'd be wasting my time and I could have stayed on the sofa. It is nice, I like to go to school here. The only problem is getting up in the morning.
3: I could just start here.
0: Well, like, instead this guy's giving a tour. Like in other schools, there are special rooms for learning.
4: This one, for example, this is Jamaica.
0: In quotes, all our rooms have country names because it's cool and sounds nice. We can go in there right now. There's a class going on right now. The room's called Brazil. It's the math room. There's a class now.
6: The things that I learned here I learned them by doing.
0: Because nothing kept me from doing what I wanted to.
4: do. You
0: can therefore feel very free.
4: Nothing at this school is
0: compulsory.
4: This is a teacher
0: or a developmental psychologist, and other. Actually, I'd say the most important difference that the children have is less stress. Stress is one of the biggest problems in our society.
1: One of the most heartwarming experiences was when I just got here with the
0: students and saw how happy the children were at play. Now there's a couple of little girls who are like teaching them, teaching each other stuff or drawing something together.
1: Learning is almost like a byproduct of doing things.
0: This is a so guy who's well-known. And He's 50s. Dutch and I think he started his own school. Yeah, I went 50s to 50s one of 50s his 50s they,
4: things, they learn while they're doing.
6: We think playing we is 50s. really 50s important.
0: 50s. I love playing.
6: And it's a really good experience being around people of all ages because you kind of, yeah, you get a sense of, it was like when you were that age and yeah it's important to see how you've kind of progressed
2: it does actually happen that people would rather
0: like to play cards or soccer instead of being interested in maths or english
7: and that's a kind of learning too and you don't actually have
0: to study maths or german you just learn different things and state schools aren't suitable for boys boys at that age between 7 and 10 they just need to be active
4: they just take in things
0: in a completely different way and the things that happen at school underlining and cutting and drawing they're just not suitable for their stage of development this is the developmental psychologist slash mother woman and here you know, they can you know, run you know, and you kaboard know, you know, and play football and table you know, football. You know, and learn you know, so many you know, things you know. while they're at it. Kids who
2: have had a diagnosis of
0: ED Peter Gray, and he's and well known. He's a psychologist who's really into this kind they of school.
2: They learn how to control their impulsiveness in that context because they're continuously brought up for violating rules. And they still continue to get brought up, but they learn they learn eventually to control that. And through their play, they learn how, play is a way of learning how to overcome impulsiveness as I just described. So they mature out of it in that context. If they're not allowed to play, if they're put on drugs instead, as their way of dealing with it, then they don't necessarily overcome it. And they may have to take these drugs all their lives in order to treat their ADHD.
0: Seeing play as a way to discover the world world and thereby understand the world, I found that idea interesting. And I asked myself, what role does playing play in the learning process? I wanted to know more about that, so I decided to ask some
3: experts.
1: This is Andre Stern, he's another
0: popular guy with this deck. He was raised fully, and he did not go to school. And he speaks a ton of languages. He French, French, actually. I think any child would experience something similar. Was me me I'm neither special nor highly skilled. The only thing that's different I in my case: I never went to, I went to school. Something we're scared of. We think if children spend their whole day, whole life at play, they're never going to learn anything. They'll always be wild, illiterate, and jobless. But that's not true. That's not what I've become.
2: Why are children playing? They're playing because they are instinctively driven to play. (laughs) The way I define play is that it has to be controlled by the people who are playing. If there's an adult controlling it who's not also a player, then I don't consider it to be play.
5: Most of the time, children teach each other by just uh, talking or playing together or doing things because one is just a little I mean, bit the ahead of the other, well. and learning is going on like that very easily. Play
2: is serving intellectual functions. Play is a way. Also, play is play with ideas, play with concepts. In, in play, you build imaginary worlds in your own mind and in 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 the playthings that you. Develop and all of higher order thinking involves imaginations.
0: And that's what it's like <laughs> at state schools nowadays. <laughs> with sex, the, the <laughs> Children are so busy <laughs> taking <laughs> new things <laughs> and fulfilling expectations <laughs> and worrying about grades <laughs> and about <laughs> achieving certain, a, a certain <laughs> average in the <laughs> end,
4: but they have very
0: limited possibilities <laughs> to find out who they are. What they're good at and what they want from life. For me, as a teacher, it was interesting to find out how it happens at a preschool. So this is the narrative. That the children, where they can apparently be just playful, playfully learn school stuff. How do these children develop an interest for certain things all by themselves? This is a neuroscientist. People keep asking me, Mr. Spitzer, how can we motivate someone to do something? Well, not at all, actually. Motivation is like being hungry. People also get hungry by themselves. People are not just hungry for calories, they're hungry for knowledge, too. Because that's exactly our advantage. The more we know, the better we get in our life. We haven't got wings or gills, but we have curiosity. This is Stern again. Children are just excitement in the flesh. We always think we have to lead children in order for them to learn something. But learning is a natural ability of children. Children are learning all of the time. The only way to stop that is education. <laughs> This is a this different one. It should be a school children are looking forward to returning to on a Sunday night. So we don't need schools children are first forced to go to. We need schools that are exciting enough for children to want to go there.
6: When young people are studying Darren something they are British, he was they
0: he used to be a British I school inspector, but passionate.
6: he it's a good goes to,
0: to all the conferences.
6: If you watch somebody who's really seriously, deeply, profoundly interested in something, you can't stop them learning. And when that kind of energy is released, it's, it's a good word to use. They become passionate learners. And I think this is what schools should try and provide the opportunities for. Ed.
0: School is full of struggles, big and small. But <laughs> Belly is very hard for
6: course. me. It's so much easier here to be passionate about even things
0: on the screen, because it's presented in such a different way. At school, you learn whatever you want, and then you like it very much.
5: I can do whatever I want.
0: This is Little Girl. I've had everything in my head that will go in, or that wants to go in. It's incredible. You're it's so, so happy because, happy because you were able to do what you konnte, wanted to do. Das macht froh. And that just makes you happy. If this is something I was forced to do, it wouldn't be fun anymore. And if I'm doing it because I want to do it, it's fun.
3: If you have the
6: choice to learn or not learn, it takes... Someone who doesn't view education as something bad. Life is fun. They learn that life can be fun.
0: They learn that life can be fun, is what she said. Life is fun and
4: school is fun.
6: There are very
0: good research studies showing that if you trigger a feeling of yes, yes, I can do it pupils will get better at school. And if the pupil does what he likes and he's able to do it, then he has the feeling I indeed can do it. If he gets this feeling often enough, be it in sports, music, theater, in anything he likes, he will also get better at school. I got it quite often whenever I had done something right. That means after having done anything in the right manner for the first time, then I feel really, really
6: good. When it's interesting for its own sake, what would be the point of giving grades or marks or tests or examinations? Why would you do this? I think we do this so much in school because we don't trust young humans to be active learners. Uh, not motivated. Grades
0: only give motivation to the best pupils. Really so. If I get almost the best grades, I will have the motivation to get the best ones. But if you get bad grades, you will not get motivated by grades at all. What happens in a learning brain is that the contents get linked to what you feel. So the negative feeling of being punished will become linked to the learning content. The result is that you don't like poems. Others don't like mathematics. Many boys believe they can't sing. Some get a stomachache when they're supposed to sing. All because in certain situations during lessons they have been humiliated.
3: We have to consider, what am I looking
0: for with learning? This one of the the first first. First. If I always want to find a maximum number of mistakes, it's not bad to be fearful. But the point where we make why we make schools nowadays is to get ready for problem solving. Almost everyone agrees on that because we will have sufficient problems in twenty years. It's not about being painstakingly correct, it's about finding creative solutions. Stimulation
6: is something else. I think stimulation is important, but fear and anxiety that come from suspicion and lack of trust, these inhibit learning. So it would be quite crazy to have these qualities in a school and yet we have them so much of what goes on in school is built on fear of failure being
0: allowed to make mistakes means that we develop curiosity people who are able to make mistakes will continue to be curious they are curious. Where people who are not allowed to make mistakes, in a system in which making mistakes is always punished, their cu- curiosity is fading away. And along with curiosity, courage to try out something new is fading away. Faint-heartedness is also a consequence of zero-mistake culture. I do not have courage in my own potential, in my own competences. I only do what I know for sure, and what I'm able to do for sure. Anything else I won't do any longer.
1: It helps a lot if you don't do anything,
0: to hinder children from following their passions. Especially young pupils do not know what is important in like. This is why they need responsible and highly confident adults who accompany them. These adults should not have the idea to form children according to their own ideas.
3: But they
0: should be searchers, searching for what wants to come out of these children. By the way, we don't have teachers
1: at our school, we have staff members. And that was a very that's deliberate choice, uh, not to have teachers, because teachers implies uh, that you know things better.
6: I love the relationship between teachers and students. Um,
0: he I, the yeah, that's fun. Him, <laughs> the guy who was talking, I think I'll get him at the beginning of the next clip. Uh,
4: There are people here who
0: notice when you do not feel good. They help you and care for you. There is no learning without feelings. We know this out of experience, out of our own lives. And meanwhile, we also know it from learning, research and brain research. First come emotions, then comes learning. The emotional component is something very crucial
1: for learning. If If the teacher teacher is not able to create an emotional relationship, relationship, then
0: sustainable learning will not take place.
8: And I would agree both
5: with my son and granddaughter that the first thing you can notice and feel when you visit a democratic school is the affection between the students and the teachers. I mean the grown-ups are not enemies. The
0: grown-ups are uh, your friends. The best and most important thing about a democratic school is that you receive space to get to know yourself. You discover on your own your weaknesses and your strengths. The strengths being, by the way, much more difficult to discover.
4: But it's difficult
0: to find out what you can do. What you learn is, if you know what you want, you will do it right. And have faith that it will work out.
2: When I found out for
0: myself what I'm going to do, I have trust to see it through to the finish, and I believe it will work out. A hundred people could say to me, no, that's completely unrealistic. But nevertheless, I believe in it. It's this power to believe in yourself you get from such a school. Because every day you are confronted with what you want to do and how to do it well. It's relatively easy to reignite this spark in a child if the child is given more than just sparks. If the child can do something with this spark that is meaningful to the child, where it can finally tap into something, then this spark can stay alive and eventually light a passion. And this passion goes on and on. And with this sense of purpose, the child enters into into the learning process. Somehow, Joy, I want to go on like this. It's a bit of an addiction.
5: This is what I can feel then. Speaking very normally, and
0: now just go and try to pull it like a chewing gum. They're they're doing like this craft project. Okay, what do you think? How many lines should you make? How many tones can you hear? That was a woman help, helping a girl with her writing.
7: Super. The The so-called democratic schools play a big role
0: in the free school scene. This confused me. Why does a school call itself democratic? Does it have anything to do with politics? If you
6: want children, young people to learn about democracy, it's no good just talking to them. It goes in one ear and out from the other. They have to experience the reality of participation in decision making. We've got a
0: general assembly on a weekly
6: basis.
0: Here all important things regarding the school, school. regarding the school can be
6: decided.
0: We as pupils have been designing our whole daily life. Which teachers um, are at our school, what they do. Well, this school assembly is something really big. One could hold one every day. This is the basic thing for me. It doesn't mean that every day one can do as one pleases, but it really just means that you decide on how school is. we really... Oh, the kids are just in the school assembly. Kelly Jensen and I have written a book called From Obedience to Responsibility. And we have chosen this title because we know that if we argue against obedience, Our brains will call upon structures that think in opposites. Thousands of teachers will say, I see they want to have disobedient children. But we don't want that. We want responsible children. Nobody will say to me, just go and do it, this is a student.
4: But if I don't do anything, basically
0: nothing will happen. That's a pretty amazing experience. Anything you do has an impact on your daily life. I left school two years ago. Today, the school is not the same as it has been back then. The school changes according to the people who are at the school and their needs.
6: And it's interesting that when you look at the schools that do try to involve the young people in decision-making, usually you can say these are better schools. Uh, More is learned, the behavior, the aggressive behavior of the children, Violence is much less, and the number of days that children are away from school because of sickness or unhappiness, this is also much less. So we are beginning to gain evidence that as you make a school more democratic, it becomes a more successful school. I visited some
0: democratic schools in Germany. I wanted to see where this concept came from how the schools that developed this concept are doing today. So I went to Israel to the Democratic School of Hedera. The guy who created this school is quite well known in the whole democratic education um, community, too. His name's Yaakov Hetch, something like that. Yaakov Hetch, he founded his school in the 80s. And now it's just showing kids, like couple of guys Israel playing guitar outside and, and the hanging out. 2,000 years ago, very similar to what we are doing today. Girls are in.
8: Kids in. Awesome. The main idea was that this in our idea. school, what happened inside the school will be very similar to what happened outside school. And outside school, we live in a democratic society. So we decide, let's build... A school that's the base of democratic society's ideas. The main idea of democratic school is keeping the human rights inside school. Different is beautiful. Find your uniqueness and see the uniqueness of the other people. This is, to me, the main idea of democratic education. Democratic school,
7: it's
5: a huge thing and it's a cool thing. I think everybody needs to be in a democratic school.
4: I
0: think the best part for her simply to walk around here. This is a teacher. She sees the different places where the children play in the sand,
5: and others playing cards there, and over there they are
0: playing basketball.
5: Back there they are
0: climbing, and they are some discussing something. For her, these are the building blocks of life. The most beautiful thing is that the children have the freedom to experience all this. The best time to learn a uh, read
2: and write it, it's, this is the moment that you want to learn a read and write. You have the motivation to do it and you
8: have the ability to do it. But if you push someone that know the ability to read and write to read and write, you're making the damage.
7: They learn if they
5: want like to learn. They don't have to learn. I think kids are learning because they want, like, they will have something in their life that can help them.
8: I think that every place in the education system today, people talk about changing. Everyone needs to look for what is the key of uh, learning in his life. What is bringing him to be lifelong
7: learning. I was working in a regular school for 10, 10 years and i knew pupils that hate math had hate, hate coming to the school and when i came here i thought it will be the same if people have to choose who will choose math class they will choose going to play outside and i thought that after a week or two weeks a manager will come to me uh, and say, Okay, thank you very much, but we don't need you because nobody wants to learn math. And I'm here 12 years after it. So uh, people are coming and they want to learn. And now we are four uh, math teachers, not only me, I was only one here. So people want to learn. And when they choose, they are doing it better because they're. you don't have to, to be a policeman in the class. You can teach. That's what I want them to learn. To know that dreams can come true. Yeah, but you have to work so the dreams will come true. It doesn't fall from the sky. You have to do a, a lot of work, but it, it can be can be done.
8: So I think the most important thing that I found in myself is first of all to know that I don't know, and be brave enough to learn, and don't be afraid to learn.
0: i studied two in business the semester. In the third term, the real big doubt started. What do I really want to learn? And why? What am I doing here? And why am I doing it? And it was the first time I heard of such a concept: free education.
4: That education
0: where children are not told that they, what they have to learn is possible. Christoph aroused my curiosities as well. Which is, I think, the guy did that. So Admiring, what happens if children really have the freedom to choose what they want? Are they ready for this? The first democratic school I looked at together with Christoph was Heckenbeck. One of the most intensive impressions I got in Heckenbeck was to see how curious the children were how many questions they were asking. She's playing with kids. The guy was playing piano is playing guitar now.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Now they're having a big bonfire.
1: Oh, I missed this guy in the
0: I believe it's and important to... to let see, I missed it. He must have, yeah, I think he went to the school in Freiburg. I believe it's important to be happy in life and to fight for this happiness at the same time to respect others. The first time I experienced, um, the first things I experienced on this trip really impressed me. I saw how children were naturally curious. How they want to make a contribution, want to learn, want to know. They're making it like, 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 really cool. In what parts I actually think that I would have to and should do something. And in what parts I think, yes, that is from me and I want to.
6: I joined a group which visited innovative learning locations in Scandinavia.
0: It was a group of 10 people from all sections of society and occupation. The one who inspired me the most was a headmaster from Puerto Rico. At some point, this headmaster came to me and said,
3: You should go there. You should go there. Then I thought a lot about what I
0: really wanted from life. I decided to take a break from my administration studies and went to Puerto Rico to have a look at this school. Does the liberal approach to education still function if the children and young people come from socially disadvantaged backgrounds?
3: Driving along the highway in Puerto Rico and that guy is dancing at least in Puerto Rico is what works for us. (laughs) The philosophy, the foundation of Norte Escuela is love. It's a school based on love, love and respect, because you only can support people in who you believe. (laughs) When teachers do that, the student will correspond exactly with love, with respect, (laughs) <laughs> Believing in his or her teacher. I am Justo Méndez Aramburu, founder, co-founder and uh, president of Nuestra Escuela in Puerto Rico. They call me father. They call me grandfather. I am godfather to ten of their kids. My family is in the school. The school is in my family. It's in the blood of my family. To be able to become a student, the candidate has to go to a retreat in the mountains, uh, opening the life story and healing all the wounds that my students uh, receive in their life. When they do that in the retreat, they become students. But then the school daily agenda is based on on the talents and passions. Every member of the community, I do, every student do, answer five questions. Who am I? Who I want to be? How I get from who am I to who I want to be? What I need to learn to become that person and how do I learn? With that, every student Writes their educational plan. With the educational plan, then we tell, we let the, the student understand that we are not responsible for their education. And the school is the unconditional support so that every member of the community can.
0: It has a time-sensitive FOI service to all of them,
3: which is just so like Noster- where can mine, yeah.
0: can get support. Where students can get support, but they're still in charge of their own, their own learning. So it says, "This, this is back to the German guy." The school-free uh, younger children Schule also belong to Nuestra Noster- Escuela, Nuestra Noster- Noster- He yeah. There's a boy of 10 years oh. who came to me and
2: asked, asked me in perfect English, Where do you come from? You come
0: What's, your from? What's your name? I asked him, what
2: did you learn English? your English? You're only 10 years
4: old. He simply
0: laughed and said, my favorite comic is in English, so I had to learn it.
3: Every 10th of September, it's the most happy moment in my life. A tenth of September in 1997, my daughter died. And it's incredible that this is the most happy moment in my life. Because every 10th of September, we celebrate the graduation for our students. And I when I see that happening, and when they come to receive their high school diploma i see the purpose of the death of my daughter that is not about her death it's about her life Absolutely. What impressed
0: me, particularly in Puerto Rico, was the strong communal theater. There was no big division between teachers and pupils, it was just one big community. All pupils are part of this school and have worked together. In Puerto Rico, people are generally more open, open-hearted and emotional. People there develop deeper relationships. Therefore, I assume that this openness and connectedness is not possible in Germany. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of kids in this cool playroom with the padded stuff. Some girls walking down a hallway.
6: Boy on the is Friendship is one of the, the most important things in here in school. I was
0: at a normal state school. I've, I've seen here different of sorts of
6: friendships compared
0: to state schools. I've, state schools. I've made friends with people here who have the same interests as I have. With people who have done the same things
4: was at school. school.
0: On that basis, much stronger friendships could develop, because one could do similar things and think in similar directions.
4: I really enjoy
0: that I could and can talk to most of the people here about my feelings. Neural, neuroscientist guy. this is a... He's just probably going to say something obvious about how important it is that friends, but this is certainly one of the most important things, getting along with oneself and with others. To have this or that special knowledge is not so important. It can be learned. But this basic attitude of life and oneself cannot be learned so easily. One should integrate it with the course of one's educational career.
4: Well, they they learn pretty
0: much everything everything they need later in life, namely how to get along with others, i.e. many social skills, because of this and what they do all day, spend time with each other, because this is what they do all day, spend time with each other. They explain things and make proposals and discuss things in the morning circle. They learn to organize themselves.
4: They learn what they can
0: do and what they can't do and what they want and what they don't want.
4: I think this is what
0: is the most important thing in today's world. I really hope the grinding noise isn't too annoying on this. We
2: want to do what we can to allow children and even teenagers and children who are younger than teenagers that kind of play is especially important because it's how teenagers are already their instinctive drives wants them to begin to learn how to be parents how to be nurturant to much younger children and so it's of great value for teenagers to be interacting with much younger children as a way of learning how to be caring and nurturing before you have your own child
0: I had this game in the fourth grade, I think a sort of girls game, and, um, and there were always that leaders on hierarchy and constant gossiping and such and things, und so and at the end of the year I dyed my hair red so, yeah, and I my cleaned hair hair myself, and I said, I don't want I any more of this, I want to be me and do what I want. That was the big insight. I don't want to do something that the other, that is right for the others, but what I want to do. And this, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you about an opportunity
4: to learn to be an entrepreneur. You learn to be independent and to
0: fight for yourself. You learn to be there for yourself and to survive on your own. Nevertheless, you have the feeling, if something goes wrong, there's always someone there for me.
4: But there's also
0: always someone there who says, Hey, you can do it on your own. You don't need me for this. This These experiences, that in a team one can explore the world, discover something, or one designs something, or even better, takes care of something, these are the very best experiences that one can have. Then different young people develop. Many of the pupils with whom I spoke have described the school as a home away from home. They felt safe there. What does this concept actually mean then for the parents? How do the parents get the trust that their children will actually, com- completely on their own, learn those things that are important?
5: Of course, you're sometimes anxious and you think, oh, are they going to become really the persons that I would like them to become? But it's not me that is going to decide who they're going to become. It's themselves. And every time you have to realize yourself, it is them that that I need to give trust to. Uh, uh, in order to, to uh, let them really understand that they are in charge of their life and that they, they have to make their choices because they have to feel that, that it's real. It's not me that is empowering or that's, that's empowered to, to do something with it. And I think this letting loose is very, very hard for parents uh, in democratic schools. And it's really a challenge. It's really a challenge. Yeah, also das ich sagen. Yeah. I thought my sons would start to read and
0: write very quickly
5: Because quickly. that was
0: important for me as a child. Reading and writing to discover the world in this way entdecken, ne, dass ich lesen kann, dass ich
5: Bücher lesen kann. And I haven't been interested in this at all.
0: I agonized over this for a while. Well, in the first grade, it's not so important. In the second grade, well, in the third grade, I began to get a little worried when it didn't start. At some stage, it did come. And there have been many moments where my children have clearly shown me how strong they are and how strongly they take responsibility for themselves.
5: One thing that always
0: comforts comforts me whenever I have a crisis and I think, oh no, my kids are not learning enough. I have a parent-teacher meeting and I hear what the teachers have to say. I find out how they see the child and how they are really in touch. They know how the child is doing, where he or she is going, what's up, what they're up to. They share information in the team, so when my child goes to math, the teacher there would give my child's mentor feedback about him in the class.
5: So whenever I talk to the
0: mentor, I get the reassurance that my child is safe.
2: And one of the things that's very helpful to that parent is to see examples of people who've already done that and to see that they're okay, that they've gone on all right in the world. And it helps you, re- it helps gives you a sense that you're not doing something crazy. The neighboring property is a small children private
0: school with a hundred pupils. Over the door is the sign, happy children learn better. This is, banal, this is banal, but also true.
2: For children, especially young children, it's not such a problem, it seems natural to them. <laughs>
0: I think trust is the most important thing for parents. To have trust in their children. I think a child with a conflict between school and parents would be unhappier than if it went to a state school and had the full support of its parents.
5: She's one of the main people
0: who organizes like the European Council, but I think she was training become a teacher was the label that I made. And yeah, well, her point was that people would be happier going to a skate school with the full support of their parents that would be in conflict with them in a the democratic school.
4: <laughs>
0: Letting them go to do whatever they want this like the previous girl and not trying surreptitiously to get them to do something and find out what they do all day and introduce control systems because it really ruins the time here. If they know, if they come home and they have to say what they learned, often the children don't even notice what they've learned. You put pressure on yourself as a graduate. Of course you sense it as a child. Even if you as parents don't come right out and say, do some math. And then it's horribly stressful for a child between school and parents at home. Those who are investing the most today in new school projects, new experiments, new ideas, are actually the big businesses because they know students from today's schools aren't useful to us. Politicians say, no, the students should be in the same as they were 30 years ago, but for the businesses that's completely different. They're saying, for heaven's sake, that's not what we need at all. We need young people who are independent, who are responsible for themselves, who can work without strict leadership. We need young people and employees who can think outside the box, etc. That's what we need now. Everything that our schools don't allow. That's what uh, the companies well, need. You know, what science well, well, needs. Well, What's needed well, everywhere.
4: So I'm Claire Boster. I uh, until a couple of years ago I followed a pretty traditional path. We did something well at the start, so our, our startup became really famous. And uh, and and being one of the few women in technology that also brought me to the spotlights. So I got a lot of titles. Um, ranging from uh, I've been listed a couple of times in the American list of uh, one of the most influential women in technology. Uh, I was uh, elected as a young global leader of the World Economic Forum. I am a young advisor to uh, Euro Commissioner Nelly Kroos. I became online media woman of the year and a lot of other titles. I decided to, uh, to leave the technology startup that, that brought me a lot of fame, uh, actually to, uh, to start focusing on, um, on, on education because I think um, the world is in a very drastic change and now we're moving to a network society where everybody is like a pulsating node and you are connected to the different nodes. Uh, of, of the things and the people you need so that's a change we are in and that is also what I uh, see that is what is needed of course today and we need to um, equip our education systems to prepare people for that new reality. the fact that you are able to take charge of your own education and of finding your own path in life that is crucial that is key and the fact that there is trust, in a child that you are capable of finding and discovering your own path in life. That is absolute key.
0: I think that the people who live here are super diverse, but they're great. They're great assets in really every field. Working together, solving problems, that's what you learn here. Completely automatically, because it's life. And we want to prepare our kids for life. I think this is my main dream in goal in life, learning new things all the time. New, new, new yeah. I just hope that it never ends,
4: that I can just
0: keep learning new, new,
4: things. new
1: things.
4: I think I'd like to have more time to
0: be young. <laughs> it's very difficult in our society to talk about freedom. Because most only conceive of freedom as freedom from something. Free from shackles, free from pressure, free from dependencies. That's a passive freedom that doesn't have all that much to do with real freedom. It's the precursor of freedom. But if you get free of the shackles and the pressure, then freedom begins. Then you can ask yourself what you'd actually like to go for what you'd like to make of your life. And that's the freedom to make choices. That might be the most important thing that young people have to experience, that they are growing up in a world in which they have the chance to say yes. Yes to themselves, to all the opportunities that life offers them, and also to this diversity of other people with different talents and gifts. They're all searching in their own way for what we call the big dilemma. You want to find a form of relationship in which you are free of all kinds of things, but at the same time also connected.
1: When I finished school, this guy went to the I was really afraid that Heddinger. you know that everything will stop. That everything that I knew from before wouldn't be relevant outside and uh, and i didn't find it too i found that in life like in a democratic school you have to make a lot of your own decisions you have to make up your own path and i think life is much more similar to a democratic school than to a regular school because in a regular school, everyone tells you what to do, all the time. And uh, in a democratic school, you have to do it yourself. You have to decide what you want to do. Even a university is much more um, similar to a democratic school than to a regular school, because you have to, to build your own schedule, you have to make a lot of your own decisions, and you have to do a lot of studying by yourself. Sometimes
0: I talk uh, about what it's like that, at our school, that, that at the preschool. For example, my daughter um, says my in her holidays, Oh, I can't wait to finally the go back to school. Then others are flabbergasted. But they, they ask, Will she manage so to so take her university qualifying and exams? Um, I answer, the answer, She has to find has her own way. way. If it's the qualifying exams, when then she'll the find a way. way. If it's not, then that's fine too. The important thing is that she does what she enjoys. If they want to qualify for university, they switch to another secondary school after the 10th class. After 10th class, they have to take final exams at a public school, but prepare here. In our school, students can take a school-leaving exam after 9th or 10th grade, they prepare here for the exam and then take it externally. In individual cases, it's also possible for students to stay at our school and take their university qualifying exams with approval by the educational authority. Students normally come to us teachers and say, I want to take the final exams, so what do I have to know in order to pass them? We support them in getting the information they need. If they want, they can even have normal lessons to prepare for the exams. There are also students who prefer to learn independently or at home. We do everything we can to help them prepare for these exams, if they really want to take them. I want to do a vocational training program, and afterwards I'll most likely go to university. To get the qualifications, I'm going to a normal vocational secondary school now. It was a very happy moment when I took my tests at the other school, when I got the top marks in every single subject. The students from the other schools had to work so hard, They had spent nine years studying those subjects intensively. I had spent three years preparing casually. He was also totally astonished, I guess this is his mom, that he did so well on the final exams. Remember that, in the eight or nine years he spent here, he never wrote a single paper, never took a single test, never got marks. In two years, I haven't seen one student doing worse than average at another school. That's just such a nice confirmation that it works. If parents are thinking about sending their child to a democratic school, I would recommend they take the time to study the school concept
8: and
0: consider carefully whether it's what they want. To get to know the school as well, meet the people who work at the school, and then make a really firm, wholehearted decision. Okay, I trust my child. The parent has to really trust their child, that it will find its own way. It's really important that they discuss the decision with their children. This is an educationalist. They also have to visit the democratic school. Probably some kids might have a hard time getting used to a democratic school but even more children have a hard time in public schools.
2: In other words, it's essential
0: that parents visit the democratic school. They also have to have the courage to open their minds to something like that. They have to have the courage to think more positively. Children are creative beings, more creative than many adults. They have the energy, have the courage to try new things. This confidence has to be shared with the children. The parents also need that to help the children prepare for a democratic school.
6: My dream, of course, is uh, that we give up these dreadful authoritarian, prescribed, hateful state systems that... Clearly, everybody agrees that in my country, they're absolutely, obviously, failing 30 or 40% of the young people in them. The system is failing them. It's obvious because when they leave school, they don't want to go on learning. We have an expression in England, we call them NEETs. These are young people who are not in education or employment or training, and every year we have more of them. So clearly, the school system has failed them. And it's failed to develop life interests in many, many others. Many people leave the state system in England with no interest in learning for the rest of their lives at all. They say, that's it. I'm finished with it. Maybe I'll go and endure another three years at university and that's it. I'm done with learning. And for the future of the planet, this is a disaster. Because we need all the creativity and innovative capacity Developed in our young people. We need to absolutely maximize this or we have no future as a planet So you could say the school system we have is contributing to an unsustainable world and we have to change it. The ones
0: who could actually resolve this blockade most quickly are the students This paradigm shift is welling up in the distance like a tsunami you and know, it's coming. Probably, you know, you to see it that. will come within the next 10 years. Okay. No one can stop it. Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki. and want to talk to you about an opportunity to learn to be an entrepreneur...
2: Dr. Andre,
0: allowing fascination to run free has a certain side effect. The side effect of allowing fascination to run free is competency, because competency develops all by itself when you feel enthusiasm for something. Then the whole universe conspires to help. You get new fuel in your fascination from all directions. And your knowledge, your competency grows. And then, this competency has a side effect of its own,
4: success. But actually, success is only
0: the side effect of the side effect of enthusiasm. The reason we have curricula is not to make sure that students learn a lot. We have curricula because there is also an education system with many officials who have to come up with all kinds of ways to make schooling work. This is why the curricula aren't there for the students, but for the bureaucratic structure that has formed them. And there is actually only one way to do away with this. The people at the bottom, the students, and maybe their parents have to stand together on the barricades and say, we don't want any more curricula that you develop for us. You'd have to do away with curricula. I don't think that education stops when you finish school. The principles that we have seen and experienced in democratic schools play a role throughout your life. And that is why in the future I would like to create spaces that give people the chance to explore their passion, their curiosity, and their creativity. After i had seen at so many free schools that the children are happy and successful and take responsibility for their lives, I knew for certain I wanted to found a school like that too. I want to enable my children to keep this curiosity, curiosity and this lightheartedness throughout their life and use it as a power helps them to find their way. It's really important that we help our children lead a happy and successful life. And this is why we have to change something. It is incredibly important once we've come to the realization, This is the right type of school for my children. That we find a way to make it possible. Something else I'd like to tell the world as a student. Yeah, you should really experience it for yourself. I think it's a hard thing to imagine if maybe you're only watching this film. You've got to see it for yourself. It's just such a great feeling to be here, to be a part of it. (laughs)
4: listen to the children
0: take them seriously so that's the end of this documentary schools of trust and I'll probably do a later video where I'll do some other suggestions i would never seen this one before but some other suggestions for documentaries about this kind of free schooling